So we're going to talk about Pool Kids, Palisades, and Anthony Green. Oh, yeah, Anthony Green. I'm a little baked. I can tell. Yeah, I took a big boof, and it made me cough a lot. Oh, no. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're doing the show. Okay, what order should we do that in? Let me... Let's just do it the order that you put it in the homework thing in. <laughs> so Palisades, Anthony Green, Pool Kids. And if I don't answer for some reason, it's because I'm uh, texting my Sweetwater representative so I can get new pickups. What? Yeah. Hold on. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> playing videos full volume. <laughs> oh, pl- okay. I assume so. I just had to make... Stop! <laughs> Turn it down! <laughs> no, 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 keep it up. It, please tell me you're recording right now. I, okay. I just want to hear you yell in the intro. <laughs> Damn, space is cool. Hey, Peter. I should get some alcohol for this episode. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Where is it? I have to drive in like an hour. I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's do Palisades first, then Anthony Green, then Pool Kid. I, I think I said that already. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. We should do it like that. I agree. <laughs> All right, let's start this fucking thing. Um, should I take another hit? Oh shit! Should you? Yeah, should I? Hey, should... Flip a coin. Flip a coin. I have a yeah. coin right here. Yep, flip it. It's a dime. I'm really bad at flipping coins. Dimes are hard to flip. Yeah, it's just because they're small, you know? Which, okay, I just flipped it, but I didn't really pick anything. Oh my god. I'm gonna say heads. It was heads. Hey, can you hand me the booth? No lord. I flipped it on heads. Give me it, it flipped on heads. That's the Roku remote. (laughs) They look exactly the same. Finally, extra long intro. Oh yeah, this intro is going to be at least an hour long now. (laughs) Okay, let's start the podcast. You telling me we haven't started already? Welcome to Mutant Puke, a variety podcast where we talk about memes and music and video games and movies and all type Movies, memes, music. That's a good trifecta, I think. Yeah. That's what the M in Mutant Puke stands for. It doesn't stand for mutant? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I'm Jake. I'm Casey. And this is Mutant Puke. Whoa! Is your phone vibrating? Yeah, dude, I told you. I need to... I'm, I've wait, wait, wait. What did you say earlier? I did not register what you said. Okay, so musicians are going to know. I've been talking to my Sweetwater representative because I want to. Or- I need a special order some pickups. So I've been texting him, and he's actually the only person I've texted all day. <laughs> that was a sad anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> what is... Yeah, a, is that like... Thursday. Is that like texting an Amazon support person all day? Kind of. <laughs> except like in what? this case you have a you have a 
dude who's like specially assigned to you. Why don't you work for that company? Because they're based out of like Indiana or some shit. Cool. I mean, that's pretty close. Let's start a mutant puke hype house in Indiana. No. Okay. <laughs> you convinced me. You really turned me around on that one. I'm real good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, Jake's high as fuck, by the way. Well, let's not go accusing. So, what we do on this show is we review some albums, we take a break, and then we come back and talk about all the other stuff, video games, movies, memes, all that fun stuff. So, let's talk about Palisades reaching hypercritical. New album, I'm going to play a track. What's the track name, Casey? Fuck. You want me to choose the track? Yeah. God, all these tracks were mid. Uh, I just gave away my opinion on this. Your misery. Your misery clip. Play now. If that guy from Sweetwater calls you, are you talking via text only or will he call you? Yeah, I'm, I'm just texting him. Oh, okay. So that's why it's on vibrate. I understand. My phone's always on vibrate. Palisades, reaching hypercritical. I don't know anything about this band besides I know its name. Yeah, apparently they're actually kind of fucking huge. Yeah. Are they Rise Records? I guess so. They, they've got like... 22 million streams or 24 yeah they got a ton of like listeners i don't see a lot of people talking about them i guess just not in that circle for whatever reason or my circle doesn't intersect with whatever circle they're from uh but yeah they're a relatively big band palisades new album they're like metalcore with some electronic parts you think ish i guess i'd like beats i I guess (laughs) i don't know the line between like post-hardcore and metalcore is so blurred this high lady especially nowadays it's just hard to differentiate it sometimes i've never seen anyone talk about this band in terms of post-hardcore so i just assumed it was metalcore yeah i don't know the difference to be honest except one's like a little more moody vaguely i don't know like a moody vibe and metalcore's like, yeah, I'd say that's kind of accurate. I kind of like this album. It was, mm, yeah, it was, mm, yeah. Uh, it was just like, yeah, that's an album. I didn't hate it. I don't think it's bad in any way. I just, um, it was like, yeah, that's an album, and I would probably listen again, but uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't go out of my way to essentially i didn't really connect with it i guess is what i'm saying like i liked it but i did not connect with it in any meaningful way i i hated it palisades is gonna be so upset to hear that yeah them and their 24 million fans oh no did you listen Um, (laughs) did you listen to last week's podcast no we talked about a marionette did you Mm -hmm. listen to that song oh wait yes i i did listen to the podcast i didn't listen to the song though well jackson just says uh it's forgettable (laughs) or something (laughs) It's like, bro, they're a small band. I didn't know how to edit it to, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, a marionette liked the post because I tagged them, which was which was a risky move on my part. I, I like, borderline did not want to tag them. Well, <laughs> you're going to you're gonna have to suck it up and be brave and tag Palisades with this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Palisades is huge. I just don't like bad-mouthing, like, 
small mans, I guess. And Jackson wasn't bad-mouthing them. He was just giving his opinion. But I like how we're bad-mouthing Jackson while he's not, not even here to defend himself. I'm not bad-mouthing him. I'm just... I see, I see your game. <laughs> yeah, I'm the master manipulator. Um, yeah, no, I, I honestly can't... I could not tell you anything about this fucking album because I was... I couldn't get through it, like, more than once. Yeah, I only I got bored. once. Yeah, I got bored so quickly. It just sounds... It's just like, riffs with some beats. It's not even... It's riffless. It's riffless, dude. There's no good riffs. I can't remember <laughs> a damn thing. Well, that's like good riffs. <laughs> I mean, isn't just playing the guitar a riff? Yeah, that doesn't make it good. Okay, it's I'm not saying it's oh. good. I'm saying it has riffs. Nah, riffless. Okay. Like, it's, it's like boneless soup. Oh. <laughs> no meat to it absolutely forgettable the vocalist is good though yeah i don't remember his voice yeah i i don't like his clean vocals at all but i think his screams are actually really good i think that, that, i that... remember thinking that as well but i <laughs> i could not summon a single song to my memory um, my man's all boofed up he can't remember a damn thing yeah it's a combination of my horrible memory and uh, my boof brain. Uh, so that's Palisade's fine album, in my opinion. Bad album in <laughs> Casey's opinion. Generic and forgettable. I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's just generic, I I think. Okay, let's talk about Anthony Green new Anthony Green's new album called Boom Done. Boom uh, period done period. Uh, period well, period. What song? Uh, what song? Yeah. Uh, Trading Doses, probably. Yeah, that's that was, a good one. Okay, Trading Doses. Okay, we're back from trading doses. Anthony Green, lead singer of Circus Survive, of course, and Sayosin. He's put out a couple solo albums, I think, or maybe this is his second one. Uh, he put out one in 2008? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think. Oh, that's a long time ago. Oh, wait, no, we're, I'm dead wrong. He put out a lot of solo albums, actually. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. But yeah, Anthony Green, amazing voice. I really enjoyed this album, actually. More so than I've enjoyed the most recent Circus Survive album. Had, really? You don't like the new Circus? It's the one with the shell on the cover, right? What's it called? Let me, let me... Hex Charms or something? Oh, oh they put out those EPs recently. I'm yeah, talking the, about the EPs Amulet. Oh, I haven't listened to that, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I like their recent singles. Their recent EPs, A Dream About Death and A Dream About Life, maybe? It's so yeah, annoying that... to find EPs. <laughs> Dream About Death. Where... It's better stay in. Go to singles. It's Electric singles. Moose. But wasn't there a Dream About Love was the first one, and then A Dream About Death was the second one. Uh, both really good uh eps what? anyways we're talking about the new anthony green album Boom yeah Dome. what I'm, did you think about this i liked it i'm worried about him he sounds really sad it sounds like he tried to kill himself a couple times or something and that made me sad that is a very nonchalant way to say that i'm autistic so i get the pass is that staying in <laughs> i don't know is that staying in <laughs> i don't know <laughs> should it <laughs> 
Is it fine? What did I say? I don't know. I said wrong. Just come back to the just come back to the episode with a server mine, and you can choose for yourself. Yeah, he sounds really sad. Yeah. Um. To put it lightly, uh, this is probably you know Anthony Green's always been a very emotive individual, whether it's like in his music or on Twitter, and he's always worn his emotions on like you know his sleeve which i think is a good thing because the standards of like masculinity are you cannot do things like that and anthony green as an artist has always kind of like bucked the traditions of you know masculinity and post towards as genre itself does that as well and this is you know kind of no different i use you know as a filler so fucking much jesus christ mm, bro do you even know how how many <laughs> i do you know sometimes too you know i think you're <laughs> i think you're yep. more of a like guy oh i absolutely am i'm more of an uh guy and jackson is a very occasional uh guy usually he's like uh he does a long us yeah he does uh so that's my uh analysis of, <laughs> of everyone but, i love this album yeah no i think this album's i haven't listened to his previous solo albums outside of avalon so i can't really compare but i think anthony green is doing some of the best work of his career like right now whether it be with the circus revive ep or with this lyrically it's probably some of my favorite stuff he's done and his vocals seem to never really age but he's like finding new ways to express himself mm-hmm. by i don't know if he's taking from other genres which taking is not used in a derogatory context here every artist takes but like i don't know if he's taking from other genres or what but it feels like he's found more ways to be expressive with his voice as opposed to the ways he was expressive back you know during juturna or like early circa just uh, screaming <laughs> loud but he really kind of screams on one of the songs on this yeah, record he, which yeah, is I surprising really say, i wouldn't say screaming i'd say more just just like the strong singing vocal I yeah the belting kind like of. get out <laughs> <laughs> the chorus to that uh he goes crazy with that yeah and i do like how experimental he was with like the instrumental choice in this entire album i don't think it was i don't think it's entirely something i enjoyed but i appreciate the fact that he's you know branching out when it comes to you know instrument and experimenting because had this just been another ep with guitar i wouldn't have cared as much but instead he's using like horns he's using electronic yeah. beats he's using all all sorts of different types of percussion and just like wind chimes and all sorts of shit. Um, the yeah, I was fully. <laughs> <laughs> I'm composing my thoughts. I was fully expecting this album to be just like acoustic guitar, like light drumming type of shit, and it is way better. It's yeah, a no, little bit it, bombastic for a solo album. I don't know. I'm just so used to Anthony Green doing you know vocals over the standard rock thing, you know, guitars, drum, bass. And or acoustic guitar solo that hearing him do stuff over different instruments is kind of weird to me, but it <laughs> doesn't feel bad or wrong, you know? Yeah. It's just different. Mr. Bombastic. You uh, were waiting to say that this entire time, weren't you? <laughs> I really was. I really was. Well, the, I think I've said all I want to say about Anthony Green's new album. Definitely yeah. give a listen if you like the new circus stuff. And just I'm, give it a listen if you like Anthony that, or anything yeah. he's done. How could you not? 
He seems like such a nice guy. Now we're going to talk about Pool Kids. I can't believe they were on Vanity Fair. Their self-titled album, Pool Kids, chooses a song, Casey. You're the song chooser. Why am I the song chooser? Come in waves. Okay, come in waves. Okay, go out, waves. That was the clip because because the song is called. <laughs> yeah, they were on Vanity Fair. That's crazy. They are not even verified on Twitter, <laughs> and I've seen bands that are verified not even register on big websites like those. Like, bruh, I got a new Fury Media. Let's go. <laughs> Shit, I my <laughs> fucking poltergeist is on New Fury Media. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you're not on Vanity Fair is my point, and Pool Kids is. So. Yeah, God, Pool Kids is so good. I don't know if I've ever listened to them before this. I wasn't sure why I was expecting you liked it, so I thought maybe it would be like a heavier band, but also it's called Pool Kids, and that's not really the vibe I get from a name like that. It's not a heavy band it's a chill vibes band man i i would not say that but i i'm feeling some chill vibes from it i was just like this is very relaxed listening to me i mean of course there's songs that like have a lot of energy there's one towards the end where she she's um like complaining about her job or something i don't know but i like that one a lot it was fun I don't know. My listening experience was like, I'm just vibing, enjoying the instrumentals, and her voice is unique. You disagree, I guess? Ish, kind of. I would not call this a vibing album. If you vibe to this, please seek help. (laughs) Because. Yeah, it's kind of sad, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I think I was just like riding the waves of melancholy. You know what? That's a good way to put it, actually. I can see that. Yeah. Like, I, it's just a emotion I sit comfortably in, I guess. Yeah, maybe I should seek therapy. Give your opinions We're on the album. We're here for you, man. <laughs> so, I've been following Pool Kids for close to three years. Whenever, whenever they did their uh, audio tree thing, mm-hmm. I found them through that. Like, I, I don't know when. I, I want to say, like, four, three, four years ago. It was definitely before the pandemic hit. I know that. And... At first, whenever I first heard that uh, their first album, Music to Practice Safe Sex 2, I was like, huh, this is okay, but it feels like it's kind of missing something, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it because live, they, like, live, the entire band has a ton of energy. And by live, I mean in their audio tree thing, because that's what I know them from. But, like, doing some research into them, uh, it was only, like, Christine, who is the vocalist and guitarist, Mm-hmm. And uh, Caden, who were, who was the drummer that wrote the first album. Uh-huh. And then after that, like, I, I don't know when. It was before Audio Tree, obviously. They got, a, I forget his name. Andy, I want to say, from the Kembe. They got him on guitar for this. The Kembe. I know that. Yeah, we, yeah we talked about them at one point. And they got a, fuck, what's her name? Nicolette, I think, is her name. I, I probably butchered it, but Nicolette for a bass. And from there, it's like, 
I think this is the first album they've done like as a four piece together. And you can kind of hear their influences because I've, I've, I like to randomly message bands on Instagram sometimes, <laughs> like whenever they post a story about them doing things. And I know uh, Nicolette does like, is a big fan of like Steely Dan. And you can kind of hear that in the bass lines here, which I thought was really cool. Uh, where, where was I going with this again? I don't know. <laughs> I, what I'm trying to say is I really like this album. I like this band for a myriad of reasons. Their first album was good, but this album feels more complete, if that makes sense. It feels like you got all the pieces to the puzzle and you put it all together instead of like you got just the uh, outlines of the puzzle all put together, which why you would do the outlines first and not the middle. I don't know, but th- that was a bad analogy. We, we can ignore that. You can cut that. I'm not going to cut that. <laughs> Damn. That's going to come back and haunt me. I already know. Some puzzles. <laughs> Someone make a meme of Casey being confused by a puzzle. You don't have to make a meme. You just have to. You just got to find me like actually trying to do a puzzle and you'll, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, this whole band is like very. I think I found them whenever I was in like my twinkly math rock phase. And this is one of the bands that stuck out the most to me because they felt they didn't feel like they were overplaying, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of this is a problem with math rock just in general. If it's not like the old school, the good shit math rock, then it's <laughs> always just people overplaying i feel like when like you don't really have to over crazy time changes and like pool kids isn't really math rock they're just they're just good emo i guess but they have like math influence which is probably how i found them but like they don't overplay anything nothing is like nothing's overplayed they know exactly what to do and everything just fits i I keep using the puzzle analogy but everything just fits it just works yeah (laughs) I hate math. <laughs> yeah, I hate math too. Yeah. Also, the lyrics feel. I've read the lyrics a few times, like on their old album. Yeah. And on this, and it feels like these lyrics are like more well written. Of course, you would hope people like whenever they're lyricists, they continue to improve. Yeah. But they feel more deliberate S- in a way. If that makes though, sense. Some bands just stay the same or get worse. Uh-huh. Not that I would know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're good. It's okay. I'm I'm petting the mic pretending it to you, but <laughs> Thank it's okay. <all> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> it feels like the lyrics are in a way more deliberate. And I like they don't feel like they're just a bunch of words that kind of rhyme and like kind of show an emotion. It feels like they're very much trying to paint a picture. And I think it is the biggest thing that's improved upon from the first album to the second album outside of the fact that they're an actual four piece now and have had like the entirety of the band contributing to the writing. Uh, well, that's pool kids. Great record. Great sophomore record, right? Yeah. Uh, it's always is... weird doing the, the self-titled sophomore for me, but I feel like it's always when a band redefines himself, right? Yeah, like, you know, the first album was just like a little taste of what Christine and uh, Caden could do. I think his name's Caden. God, I really got to learn the band members' names if I'm going to say them on the fucking podcast. Yeah, but but sometimes it's hard to find band members' names. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these guys are... pretty sure this band's public enough that I should have known. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, them adding Andrew and Nicolette have, like, just made the band, I think, miles better and... I honestly can see them getting pretty fucking big uh, just off of this record. They are already on the Vanity Fair. 
They're on Vanity Fair. That's still so crazy, dude. So you've messaged people from Pool Kids before? Uh, not people specifically. I've messaged the band account. Well, you can, like, frame their replies when they go triple platinum or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I can just say I knew you. I knew them before you guys did. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break and be right back. I got the Pulse's Baby Henny Hot Sauce. Oh, how is that? I haven't tried it yet. I want to try it with you guys. I want to do Oh, is, a... that what... is that why you wanted to do the live episode? Uh, Yeah, not specifically with that. I want to do like a you laugh, you lose video, oh, but Lord. use Hot I'm gonna... Sauce. I'm going to lose immediately. Dude, you don't even understand how bad I am. <laughs> I, uh, I have never won a you laugh, you lose. Maybe I have a chance then. Yeah, I think Jackson will ultimately win. But... Oh, he absolutely will. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to there... spoil. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, but Jackson's definitely going to win. Unless he does his like signature Jackson giggle. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh. laughs> so there's some SDCC uh, San Diego Comic Con stuff I want to talk about, but let's save that for last because it's like a format change. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I work in a liquor store, right? Yeah. Last Friday, this fucking drunk guy, man, just, he's already drunk. We cannot sell to drunk people because we legally, or I don't know if it's legally, but we, my liquor store at the Kroger, we just go <laughs> like, hey, we, we cannot sell to people who are already like obviously intoxicated. That's any grocery store. We have the same thing yeah. at Walmart. Well, there we go. Yeah. Thank you, Kentucky. And we cannot sell to people more than twice. This fucking guy had apparently been in two times already. <laughs> like, he came in once at, like, 9 a.m. And he bought, like, a pint of Svedka, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Gross. That's what I'm saying. And then right after that, he came in around 3 o'clock. This was all before I came in. He came in at 3 o'clock and bought a thing of Crown Royal. A little pint. Another yeah. pint. Which, you know, worrying. Worrying. <laughs> this dude's drinking a lot yeah. if he's already coming back in. 9 o'clock rolls around. This, the same motherfucker comes in again. <laughs> stumbling around. Jesus. And then he, instead of going to the pints, because the pints are normally right behind us, he goes for the tequila. He goes and grabs oh, no. a fifth of 818. Uh -huh. Pretty sure it was the gold because that was the, that's the good shit. And then, you know, he, he doesn't come up to me because I'm already checking someone out. Uh -huh. He goes up to the other person, the other uh, woman with me working and puts it down. And she looks at him because she had already been here since 2 o'clock. She mm -hmm. looks at him and said, I'm sorry, sir. You've been in here twice already. We cannot sell to you again. And this guy, he just goes ballistic. Oh, he goes, well, why the fuck not? He slams his hands oh, onto Jesus. the counter. I'm looking over at, like, my coworker and then to him. <laughs> and then she she just holds her ground and says, we cannot sell to you. 
you, it is the wall, and this guy's just going nuts. He grabs the sheepdog, like the sheepdog container, which, if you don't know, sheepdog is garbage, garbage peanut butter whiskey. Never get okay. it. Okay, that sounds gross. He grabs it and fucking flings it across oh the room. Is it like glass? No, the thing is plastic, uh-huh. but it almost hits like some of our wine, which uh, yeah. is in glass. I guess the guy has, like, the weakest throwing arms known to man, even though he's, like, huge. Like, this guy had to be over 300 pounds. Oh, my God. He was big, but he had the weakest throw. He just, like, and it fell, like, maybe five feet away from it. It looked like he put an effort. But, you know, after he did that, my coworker, like, immediately goes to the phone, calls security. I'm kind of, like, sneaking over to grab the 818 so I could, like, <laughs> put it back before yeah. he breaks it, mostly because I wanted to buy it that night. <laughs> Oh my god. And he's just what? <laughs> the narrative of you being an alcoholic is building up so quickly. Yeah, it's the kind of alcoholic funny. arc is <laughs> accelerating. Hold on. I'll have you know, since I've worked there, I have only finished one fifth and I have bought four. <laughs> okay, what's that mean? <laughs> uh it it means I haven't even opened the other four bottles. Okay. <laughs> but go on. You're trying to sneak away the alcohol. I'm sneaking away the eight one eight. And this guy He's like just he's going nuts. He's like <laughs> screaming obscenities at like other customers. He's screaming at my coworker. He's not screaming at me for some reason, probably because <laughs> I'm like unnoticeable to most people, I guess, thankfully. Yeah. And then eventually he just like starts making his way out stumbles like right whenever the door opens and he fucking lands like a whale onto the <laughs> ground right in front of us. I can hear like I can hear the contents of his stomach rumbling in, like, in <laughs> agony. He tries to get up, fucking vomits a little bit, and then walks out again. Jesus. He vomited in the store or outside? Yes, he vomited, he vomited in the store because, like, he landed, like, on his stomach. Yeah. Then whenever he tried to get up, it was like... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> fucking vomits on the floor. Not, not a ton, thankfully, but, like, yeah. enough for me to go, like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> for sure then he like he gets up he almost slips on his own fucking vomit and then just keeps on walking out stumbling out rather call the cops they never found him (laughs) and i've I've seen him come into the store again (laughs) (laughs) we have uh, not served him in the liquor store but i've seen him leave the store with a ton of beer before (laughs) have you do you do the cheese thing because you told us you were like wine and cheese No, they haven't put me over there yet because we don't have enough people. Oh, damn. I should apply there for a part-time job. Just No, don't do can it. can just hang out in the alcohol section. Don't do it. Why? <laughs> oh, it, it's, it sucks. Oh, well. <laughs> you don't get paid anything, dude. I don't get paid anything extra right now either. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you might be able to get paid like 14 bucks if you come in. <laughs> dude, I'm making more than one of my coworkers who's been there for seven years. Jesus, what? She like I I know her because she had been there when I first quit. <laughs> yeah. I come back, I'm making about a dollar more than her after I quit and came back. Why? Because Kroger doesn't give raises. What the fuck? Yeah, it's oh they do, but it's like a nickel at a time. It's it's fucked, man. You make fourteen dollars an hour? That's, no, I make thirteen fifty. She makes literally what I make. <laughs> I don't make fourteen, I make thirteen fifty. I know, that's why I make yeah. thirteen fifty. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. My heart goes out to you. We're supposed to get a raise in August. It was supposed to be in July. They like fucked up, so we're getting back pay through like June, I think, maybe. So that's 
good, but who knows how good the actual raise will be. That's why I'm kind of looking for a part-time thing. I would avoid the Tate's Creek program, man. It sucks. This also goes for anyone listening who has to <laughs> come through Kentucky for any reason. Avoid the Tate's Creek Kroger. It sucks. But they might see you. Yeah, but they won't get any of their groceries. <laughs> Why? It's never stocked, dude. Do you never. go there that often? No, I go to the Green Walmart. Yeah, that's that's better. Yeah. Trust me. it is. You can actually find your stuff there. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm probably not going to put a lot of this in. <laughs> just talking just, about Kroger. <laughs> just, uh, just blur out blur yeah just like put the uh the sensor beep thing over every time i say tate's creek or kroger <laughs> how about i bleep the entire section no um, i talked so much <laughs> okay marvel snap is a new game it's created it by like pokemon snap no <laughs> <laughs> but I see why you might think that. I never thought about that. Snap is in reference to the, you know, Thanos snapping. Oh, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, um, it's just a word in the Marvel lexicon now is snap. It's important for whatever reason. But um, I, mean, I really thought it was like the Pokemon thing where you like take pictures of superheroes. <laughs> be so stupid this is no, a... no it could be like you could be like spider-man oh wait uh, no, that's already a thing what, what uh, in the spider-man game you can take pictures the ps4 one yeah i mean you can yeah, take pictures like, on a lot of games yeah but i mean like it's a part of the game i was thinking like it'd be like pokemon snap but your spider but your peter parker's swinging around and you're trying to take good pictures that that's where my mind fun. went at least <laughs> um but this marvel snap is a card game created by like the lead designer is the guy from hearthstone and hearthstone is the only digital card game that i've ever liked so when i saw it like the trailer and some gameplay i was like oh shit uh it's clever and that's really quick to play and it feels fun to play Mm -hmm. so instead of like a 60 card deck or like in hearthstone i think it's like 30 cards you only have 15 cards and they're six rounds. So the game is set up into three lanes. And you basically have to have the highest power at two out of the three lanes. And that could obviously get pretty boring. But the big like randomness element besides like the drawing of your cards is there are locations in the middle of each lane. And they all do something different. For example, one of the locations is the training room from X-Men, and it has a 25% chance to destroy your card when you put it down. It uh, it just varies the gameplay up a lot to make it fun each time. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's on like beta right now on phones and it will be on pc sometime in the future but not right now as far as i know so yeah a really fun game and i'm excited for more i recently saw nope the new jordan peele movie how was it it was really good so he has three movies out get out us and now nope and I've seen Get Out before, and I really enjoyed that as well. Nope, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, you know, if you watch the trailers, you'll know it's basically about, like, a UFO. And there's some really interesting twists. There's great acting. Daniel Kaluuya kills it. Kiki Palmer is really entertaining. I can't remember his name, but he plays Angel. He's a cool guy. He's, like, on Twitter, like, campaigning to be in the next Marvel movie or whatever. All all great performances. A uh, really fun story. And it's got, it's got a good twist. 
like a clever twist. It's not just for for shock or whatever. Turns out we were the UFO the entire time. <laughs> Can't say that's a twist. Mm, well, damn. <laughs> Here I really thought I figured it out. But yeah, really fun movie. It's like number two on my ranked list of movies from this year. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of good things about it lately. Or by ever since it came out, rather. Yeah, it's it's like got a lot of great moments that will get you talking. Oh my god, Bear and Breakfast is out now. What? Bear and Breakfast. What's Bear and Breakfast? It's a game where you run bed and breakfast, but you're a bear. <laughs> what is that on? It's on Steam. Bear and breakfast twenty dollars this is an interesting looking game there's a possum in it i'm gonna be buying this next week probably (laughs) bear and breakfast yeah looks pretty cute yeah build and manage so you build your own bed and breakfast yeah i've always wanted to do that (laughs) uh i would not expect that from you you don't seem like the bed and breakfast type of guy. I'm always trying to keep you on your toes. What can I say, man? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess not much is left to talk about besides the SDCC news. I'm just going to cover... going to be mostly you. Yeah. Feel free to ask any questions even if you don't care. Appreciate it. So this is just going to be stuff I'm interested in. Basically, I'm not going to cover every single thing uh, because I don't want to. And if you're into this stuff, you've probably heard it all already. So, first thing I want to talk about, uh, it's the only not Marvel-related thing, is a new TV show called Transformers Earth Spark coming out. Traditionally, Transformers has always been on, like, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network, but this show is going to come out on Paramount+, Plus, which is unfortunate because I don't want to buy Paramount+, Plus, but uh, whatever. This show is about, well, it's got all your favorite Optimus, Bumblebee, X etc etc the main characters are two transformers that are born on earth which is interesting instead of how are transformers born i don't are they built uh no they're not built they usually come from like some sort of slime pit sort of thing but usually like different continuities don't even talk about it like, it never comes up, essentially, <laughs> like, where they come from, if they're born or not. Cause, Ooh, that's you know, cool. You know. But this one is tackling that, for whatever reason, these two Transformers are born on Earth. And um, they're called, like, uh, instead of Cybertronians, they're called Terrans, I guess. That's what all the marketing calls them. Uh, so, yeah, it's two new characters, and they've got some toys coming out, of course, and, yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It looks better visually than the last one. The last one was a fun cartoon, but it was essentially, like, 11-minute YouTube episodes that I think, like, also came out on Cartoon Network or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there, there didn't seem to be that much of a budget. There were no human characters, and... They used, like, weird backgrounds a lot. It looked cheap, basically. But this one looks like uh, it has some money put into it, which is nice for the franchise. Uh, Because usually they put all the money in the movies and give, like, nothing to the TV show people. I'm minorly excited for that. But you're the Transformer guy. Yeah. You know, a cartoon's a cartoon. They They haven't, like, really impressed me in a long time. My problem with the brand right now is that they've, like, embraced these evergreen designs for the characters Mm. so say back in 2006 
Transformers Animated came out. And, you know, Prowl in that show, who's traditionally a police vehicle, a police car, was a motorcycle. And I know that doesn't sound all that crazy, but they don't do that anymore, really. They they have, like, Prowl is the police car. If he shows up in a cartoon or a comic book or, or even a movie in some cases, he will be a police car. Uh, so... I liked it better back in the day when they had more variants to designing these characters. Hmm. Marvel stuff, I'm not going to talk about all that much. Uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, they announced it as a prequel to like the MCU Spider-Man, but it's... As they've revealed more info, it's more its more so like a multiversal version of the Spider-Man in the MCU. So instead of Tony Stark being his mentor, there's Norman Osborn, the Green Goblin, mm-hmm. who is not in the movies at all. In this cartoon, Norman will be black, and that's cool because in the comics, he's always had like weird, like he's white in the comics, and he's always had like this weird wavy hair that just (laughs) like it's red and it's like waves and it's just like something white people do not have regularly it's a really strange design and it's always made him hard to adapt but with a black norman osborn he can have waves and people are like fans are excited about it which is weird uh but it's pretty cool so yeah they showed off a bunch of villains like scorpion and other villains rhino duck dr octopus and you know in the no way home movie spider-man meets dr octopus and he doesn't recognize him so if he had fought him in freshman year of high school he would have recognized him so yeah it's a multiversal version of the character which is cool it basically means he could show up in something else in the future and i was really hoping it'd be the doc ock from into the spider-verse not gonna lie yeah it's more the traditional guy doc ock damn but they made Rhino a woman, which is interesting. She, oh, that's cool. She doesn't have like a full outfit. She kind of just has like a headband that's a Rhino thing. I think the picture is supposed to be Rhino. I'm not a hundred percent sure. They're not like labeled. It says Rhino's in it, and she's the only one with like a little horn on her head. But yeah, it'll be cool. I love Spider-Man cartoons. I haven't really liked the ones they put put out. Uh the last couple times spectacular spider-man if you've never watched it check it out it's on netflix it's without a doubt the best spider-man cartoon so in marvel what if that's an animated show they oh, had, wait, are they animating marvel zombies well they had a marvel zombies episode but that okay. series is pg and it huh. it wasn't good <laughs> i'll say it was yeah I didn't finish What If, but that was by far the worst episode I watched of it. I definitely read the uh, Marvel Zombies comic at one point. Yeah, it's really dark. (laughs) To to say the least, yeah. Yeah, I think it might... Maybe it was originally written by Robert Kirkman, who created The Walking Dead, and is also from Kentucky. It was. You're right. But that comic is very violent. Like, Spider-Man, when he eats people, he, like, comes back to life, almost, and he, like, he's like, oh, fuck, I eight people and that's like a whole thing it's got like a lot of interesting ideas combined with the marvel lore the car- the cartoon episode was not like that at all like very toothless no blood but they announced this marvel zombie show which will be taking place from that same episode it's the same universe but it's going to be rated mature so i'm assuming they're going to get way more into the violence and stuff which will be pretty cool if they do it like 
actually go in on it. Seeing your favorite Marvel heroes torn apart is, you know, that's the novelty of the original comic book. And they lost that with the TV episode. So they could definitely get it back. Like, I'm really interested to see Marvel zombies. How how they adapt it. Because it'll be way different than the comic book. No matter what way you cut it. Because they, they have a lot of the characters in that comic book. But they don't have them all. And, you know, a lot of them are, like, in totally different places. I just want to say. Yeah. Uh, rip Spider-Man in that. And also Sentry, because I'm pretty sure he starts the infection. Spoiler alert. It's Sentry, right? I don't I don't remember. I hope they eat Galactus. Galactus is not in the MCU, so he... At least not they yet. They will not be eating... Okay, they will not be eating Galactus. Good to know. Yeah. Okay, last thing I want to talk about is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, they released a trailer at san diego comic-con and then on the internet and it looks really good they were put in a tight spot with chadwick boseman's death and the director ryan coogler basically had to rewrite the script of the movie like entirely so you know this is different from what we would have gotten from a black panther 2 um i'm Mm. glad they didn't choose to recast t'challa i know a lot of people want him recast but i i like the respect they've given him because he was so good in such a short amount of time like i i enjoy that he's being honored in this way Um, we'll say it's weird that they i don't know if it was by the behest of his family, I will say it's weird that they used his Twitter account to oh the say NFT things or whatever the, the NFT thing, and I'm pretty sure the Twitter account came back to life for a second, yeah, just to say Wakanda forever. Even if it was at the behest of his family, part of me is kind of weirded out by that. Like the man's dead, you know? Yeah, Let him... yeah, I'm of two minds. Like it's tacky for sure, especially the NFT shit. But um, also it's like a Twitter account who cares like i i don't know <laughs> like if someone used yeah. my twitter account after i died i you know i i don't think i'd give a shit i mean you're dead you can't give a shit but yeah. you're also you also weren't like a public figure it's a it's a totally different thing my voice is fucked yeah it's like you took like 12 booths or something <laughs> yeah wakanda forever looks super super good we don't know who is going to be black panther yet there's a ton of rumors a safe bet is it being shuri his sister but she's like anti-vax or she was so there's a big rumor that she like the black panther mantle ends up with someone else another character so that'd be weird i don't know how it's gonna swing namor is the main villain and he's basically like marvel's aquaman and he looks really cool they've taken inspiration from like aztec culture and uh it it just fits so well with his character uh but yeah that's uh black panther wakanda forever and i think that's all i had to talk about hell yeah hell yeah another another podcast in the bag what did you say? Hold on. Oh, no. I, I I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. You should be. <laughs> what should we call our fans? Uh, pukers. Claudia just said, what fans? I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I was thinking pukies. Is that... Pukers or pukies? Pukers? Yeah, not fucking, I don't know. Just, just let someone else name themselves and we can just go with that. We should make a poll. Uh, nah. Just wait <laughs> for someone to say poll. something. Okay. <laughs> wait for someone to say something? Fat yeah, chance. Just, just, yeah, just wait for someone to actually name themselves. And there we go. <laughs> 
I mean, that mutants, that's stupid. Pukey, though. What up, my pukies? Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome, pukies, to another episode of Immune Puke. Mm-hmm. By listening to Immune Puke, you're an honorary pukey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. I know you're listening. Fuck you. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> oh, God, not this again. Go get some water. <laughs> He needs some milk. <laughs> uh, join us again next week? Yeah, join us again next week. Yeah, if we're still alive. 